anyway, today we're going to talk about uh, the glory of heaven, okay? I want to talk about the glory of heaven. And again, I can't do this subject much, much justice, okay? But I'm going to let the Bible do the talking for us, okay? And one of the big thoughts we've had for this series is what you believe about eternity determines how you live today. And like I was talking to Belinda, and I've even kind of been thinking about this, this whole, you know, uh, day to day. And I was thinking, you know, we really only can think of heaven by what we look at. I mean, really. I mean, we can see the Bible and we can think about it, but really none of us in this room know what heaven's going to be like. Unless we had somebody come back that was there for a few years and say, hey, man, can we interview you? Okay. I mean, then maybe we could get an insight. But the reality is, is when we picture heaven, we do have our own way of thinking about what heaven would be like. Okay. But it ain't going to be like what we think. <laughs> That's the thing. So we want to kind of, but we want to live like that. Okay. First Corinthians 2, Paul puts it this way right here. He says, no eye has seen, nor ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. Nobody. I mean, I'm telling you, man, no ear, no eye has seen. Okay? And really, we can, our, our mind can't even imagine how good God's preparing something for us right now. But your God loves you so much, He's preparing a place for you and me. Though we love this place here, it is falling, it's sinful, there's things dying, leaves fall every year. I mean, there's just things that happen all the time on this planet that's not good. God is making a place that's going to replace this earth and it's going to be amazing. You know, Jesus had a lot to say about the kingdom of heaven. If you read the Gospels, man, he said this over and over again. The kingdom of heaven is like this. You know, he'd tell a parable and he'd say the kingdom of heaven is like this. Then he would also say repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You know, what was the prayer he prayed in, uh, I think it was uh, Matthew 6, where he said, you know, uh, the great uh, prayer, uh, the, um, what is the prayer? I don't forget it. Our Father, which is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is Jesus, the Son of God, praying to his Father. God wants his will done on earth as it is in heaven. Why? Heaven's cool. Heaven's awesome. And the only way heaven is going to be on display is through me and you. Until Jesus comes back and fixes everything. But it's going to be seen through us. And guys, I'm telling you, when you go through what, what he was talking about, and when you're facing trouble and you're facing trials, guess what you get to let the world see? Heaven. The kingdom of heaven at work. The kingdom of heaven is a real actual place. And if you give and you tithe and you do that, guess where you're putting your money? The bank that is in the kingdom of heaven. And when you do that, guess what you can do? You can also withdraw. This is a real place, guys. This is not a figment of our imagination. Okay? I mean, do we put more emphasis on a bank and a, and a 401K that we can put money in that and take it out, but yet we can't put our money into the kingdom of heaven? And when we need it, as children of God, reach up and say, Lord, I need some help right here. Could you help me? And see that Him, watch Him do some work in your life? Yes. Now, is it a transition like you go through the drive-thru of a bank? No. It will not happen like that, and we would all love for it to happen like that. But like I said last week, stick with God. Ask Him for help, and then give Him time to help you. Don't ask Him for help, and then give up two hours later. All oh, this stuff don't work. He ain't moving. My life's going crazy. What's He going to I mean, No! Give Him time to move and work. Amen? Hallelujah. Jesus spoke a lot about it, but there's, there's one place in John 4 that I really, really like, and it's encouraging. And he was saying this to, to encourage his disciples. It says in John chapter 14, it says, Do not let your heart be troubled, afraid, cowardly. Believe confidently 
in God and trust in Him. Have faith. Hold on to it. Rely on it. Keep going and believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you, because I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back again, and I will make take you to myself, so that where I am, you may be also. So what's he going to do? He's coming back to get us, right? We're going to be with him. And he said, and to the place where I am going, you know the way. Thomas said, hey, like we would have said, what are you talking about? What way are you talking about? He said, Jesus said to him, I am the what? Only way to God and the real truth and the real life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The only way you're getting to God is through Jesus, guys. If you want to go to heaven, you're going through Jesus. Anybody else tells you any different, okay, you have an option. You can believe them and experience the horrors of hell. Or you can believe Jesus and experience the glory of heaven. We have a choice. It's not hard, guys. It's really not. It's not hard. Even when you're going through something really hard, that's not even hard. Trust God or you don't trust God. Two options, okay? Now, the enemy likes to throw out a lot of things, and we're going to talk about him a little bit because he likes to, he likes to confuse us. He likes to get us confused, man. He likes to get us to where we don't really know what to do. Should I do it? Should I not? Should I not? Yeah, man, sign the paper right here. You need to sign right now. If you don't sign right now, wait. If the deal's gone, the deal's gone. I walk away from those every time. If a salesperson starts telling me, you got to sign, you got to sign, you got to sign, that what he's really saying, I'm interpreting it for him. He don't know it. Uh, I'm not going to sign. You're crazy, and I'm getting ready to get out of here. Because pressure does not come from God. Okay? The devil will lead you through fear. God will lead you through love every time, okay? So if you ain't feeling some peace about something, just don't do it, amen? All right, Jesus was comforting his disciples with his words because Jesus was about to leave, guys. Jesus was just a few days from hanging on a tree, and he was going to die, and he knew that these 12 men were going to be hurt and confused. So he wanted to give them a little, a little bit of hope here. He wanted to let them know, hey, hey, hey man, look, don't, don't, don't let your heart be troubled, guys. I know it, yeah, this ain't really what you probably thought. But, hey, look, it's going to be good. In my Father's house is many dwelling places, okay, like many communities, many subdivisions. We're going to live in a real place, guys, with a real house, with a real door, with, I don't know, a real car, a real motorcycle, whatever. I don't know what that, but it's it's going to be real, okay? It's not going to be this fake, lonesome place right here. Now, I'm getting ready to read you several scriptures in Revelation 21. Because I feel like that the vision that John got on the island of Patmos from Jesus himself is the best picture of heaven. So why do I need to elaborate? I ain't going to. We're just going to read Revelations 21. I'm not going to read the whole uh, chapter, but it wouldn't take you long to read it. I'm just going to kind of skip around a little bit here. But Revelations 21.1 says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. Everybody say new heaven and new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth has passed away. What are you and I living in right now? The first earth and the first heaven. We're living there. But the behold, something's about to come new. And he said, had passed away and there was no longer any sea. So I guess we won't have no water. Hallelujah. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. 
What did Jesus say he was going away to do? He was going to prepare a place for you, right? He's saying here after he's done left that he's preparing and now he's telling you where it's going to come from and what it's going to be like. He's giving us a picture of what he's been working on. See, Jesus ain't up there, you know, just kind of like, you know, sitting around doing nothing. No, they're working. So if you're lazy here, we're going to make up for it when we get there. You're going to get busy, okay? You're going to work, all right? We got things to do, amen? We're not going to sit around and just, you know, count stars. Hallelujah. We might. I don't know, but it's my opinion. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Has anybody ever had some tears? You ever experienced hurt and pain? I mean, when you're crying because something just happened, have you ever thought, man, these tears ain't even doing that pain justice. It hurts so bad. We've all been there. And if you hadn't been there, just keep breathing. You will be there. We all will be there. But the good news is, thank God we got Jesus. I mean, there's been times I've went through things. I'm sure you too. Thank God we got Jesus, man. Thank God we got His Word. Thank God we got the Holy Spirit to help us through these times. And not only can you go through them, you can thrive through them. You can come out on the other side stronger, knowing that if your loved one that knew Jesus, now they're in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. They're in that great cloud of witness up there, cheering you on, praying for you, believing God that you're going to get this thing done. Amen. I don't believe they see everything we're doing, but, you know, that would be weird. But who knows? Hallelujah. <laughs> there will be no more death. Amen. Or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. So we got an order of things going on right now, but that's going to be passed away, guys. We ain't going to experience that no more. He who is sitting on the throne said, I am making everything what? Brand new. Then he said, write this down. He's talking to John. He says, write this down. For these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I'm the Alpha and Omega. Who's that? This is Jesus talking right here, okay? Write these words down, John. He said, I'm the beginning and I'm the end. To the thirsty I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. Those who are victorious will inherit all this. And I will be their God and they will be my children. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this, this whole chapter is nothing about telling us about heaven. And then all of a sudden, Jesus stops and he puts two verses in here, or really one verse. And listen to what he said. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, whatever that is, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all liars... They will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur, which is called the second death. Remember we talked about that last week. So let's get past that and let's get back to heaven real quick, okay? So he does. And in verse 9 he says, One of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues came and said to me, Come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. And he carried me away in the spirit to a mountain, great and high, and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem. So what's the name of our dwelling place going to be? Jerusalem. Many of y'all may say, well, man, I've always wanted to go to I ain't never been there. Just hang on. <laughs> You're going to be there. 
coming down out of heaven from God. It shone with the glory of God, and its brilliance was like that of a very precious jewel, like a jasper, clear as crystal. The twelve gates were twelve pearls, each gate made of a single pearl. Has anybody priced pearls lately? My wife's got a set of them, and it wasn't like $50. And these pearls are so small, they go on a necklace and go around the neck. This pearl is a gate that you walk in, okay? And he's got 12 of these gates going into the city. 12 of them. Ladies, lay your pearls down at the gate. Don't bring your pearls to the gate at all, okay? Because you got something bigger waiting on you. Hallelujah. The great city, or the great street of the city was gold, as pure as transparent glass. The city we're going to has gold streets, guys, like clear glass. Anybody knows anything about gold, and I don't know a whole lot, but I do know this, the, fi- the, the most purest gold is the transparent, the clear gold. It's clear. We're going to actually be on streets of gold. Why would you have a street and not have something that could actually drive on the street? Don't need a street. Tiffany ain't going to have something on the street. And if we're just going to walk around and fly around, why would we need a street? Again, let your imagination wonder. We got this warped idea. We're going to get up there and we're just going to float around. Woo, woo, woo. You don't know what you might be doing. You might be driving 777 uh, a truck line. Take it over here. Take it over here. Let's go. Over here, over here. We don't know. But whatever you're driving and whatever you're riding on, it's going to be gold. Okay? Now, how many of y'all have went on vacation and went across any gold streets? Transparent. Y'all been to any nice place that's got that? Oh, man. Well, let's, let, it gets even deeper. Hallelujah. The 12 gates were 12 pearls. Okay? Well, I don't want to miss this now. The 12 gates were 12 pearls, each made of a single pearl. The, street, the great street of the city was of gold, a pure transparent. I did not see a temple in the city because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light, and the lamp is its lamp or the light. God and Jesus. If you go on to read 21, it talks about the city is pure gold. The city. That means the buildings. Everything in it is gold. We're going to a place where he is very extravagant. He got nice stuff. So what's he want us to have? Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. No, 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 no. You're down here on this earth. I want you just to have enough to get by on. He wants you to qualify for every government program there is. Please, don't you dare, don't you dare live in a way that you actually help others get better. If God was broke and he was poor, could he help any of us? Have you ever got any help from somebody poor? Hey, dude, I'm broke. I ain't got no groceries i got maybe two outfits left, but I want to give you outfits. I want to give you food. I want to give you money. Has anybody that's been poor and broke been able to help anybody? Y'all tell me. I don't know. Maybe it is. 
The will of God is for us to look like heaven. But you know the good thing about God, and that's what he wants us to be, is not covetous. He don't want us to grab this stuff and embrace it like it's everything. God is a sharing God. He shares everything. He gives. He gives. He gave his most precious gift, Jesus, for us. So he wants us to be children that are blessed. Guys, you don't want your kids to struggle. Amen? God wants us blessed. He desires it. So when you're lacking, go to God, not the bank. See, we're, we're, so, we're so taught in America that if you've got good credit, you're a champion. Woo! My credit score is 700. What? Man, you're amazing. No, 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 no. I don't need a credit score to be amazing. We've got to change our thinking, guys. We've got to become heavenly minded before we get there. That way we're not too shocked when we do show up. Which we're going to be shocked no matter what. We're going to be shocked. Jesus showed John a glimpse of the new Jerusalem, heaven, for all those that would put their faith in him to see the joy that was set before, before us. Now check this out right here. Christians were being persecuted to the point of death during this time. Same thing's happening today. John was on the island of Patmos where criminals were sent. John was on this island, and this is not a fun island. It'd be like a prison or something. I mean, he's on this island, and it was probably pretty rough, okay? But he's writing this down to take back to the Christians that are being persecuted and even martyred. It was, it was to be a letter from Jesus to encourage them. The book of Revelations is not a book to be scared of. It is a love story of a great God removing all injustice, all hate, all anger, and He's bringing love to abide forever. And He's letting you see a snapshot of how that's going to happen. At this point, these Christians, they didn't have that. They were looking at just death. They were looking at trouble. But then John brings a letter to all the churches that comforts them. And it should comfort us, and I want it to comfort us. Heaven is a real place. God is going to be there personally. Personally, He's going to be there. And I don't want to miss it. How about you? Three misconceptions about heaven. One misconception about heaven, and I'm sure y'all might have heard this. Heaven is boring. Anybody ever heard of that? Man, heaven's boring. Maybe you had that thought. Have you ever thought about doing something forever? Now, anything I do today, I, I can't imagine doing it forever, okay? I kind of run out of that. I go, wow, that's, 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 but, but that's not. That's a lie from the devil. Lucifer was one of three archangels created by God. You had Michael and Gabriel. They're still with God, okay? They obeyed. They're staying with him. But Lucifer, he wanted to do something that the other two didn't want to do, and he wanted to be like God. So God cast him down. He lost heaven, and now he wants everyone to miss it, so he says that hell is not real and heaven is boring. We talked about that last week. The enemy works tirelessly to paint a picture to those that ain't walking with Christ and those that are walking with Christ that, look, man, you got it made. Live for today. No big deal. You know, push it away. There's no hell. We're just going to die. We're going to fall in the grave, and that's it. He wants us to, why? Because he's not getting, he, he don't get to go to heaven, so he don't want none of us to go to heaven. He wants us to stay in that world. He will say, live for today. Have fun while you can. You are living in heaven right now. I mean, a lot of people do feel like they're here. They're in heaven. This is it. I'm going to get it while I can. I'm going to enjoy it. I mean, God made all this stuff we should enjoy. Y'all do know there is some things that man made, right? <laughs> that ain't good for you. They taste good. 
was telling Belinda this morning, you know, I'm sitting here eating this peach, you know, and that peach is going down. And I'm like, man, I wonder if you could just get a snapshot of your body swallowing fruits and vegetables and how it would probably feel. And then you got a picture of biscuits and gravy going down and a donut. Now, it tastes good. It does taste good. But everybody in this room, I guarantee you, would at least admit that there's some things we eat that really are not high in nutrition. <laughs> they don't bring a lot of return, but they taste good. My God, man, I'm telling you what, that donut melts in your mouth. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like, whew, man, it's good. Hallelujah. But the devil is a liar, guys. Heaven is going to be, it's going to be amazing. He's just mad because he's not going to be there. Y'all remember the commercial, that Charmin commercial years ago? I talked to some of my elderly. Hallelujah. You know, when I watch TV, uh, back in the day when we watched, uh, what was it, Cosby Show, Mork and Mindy, and Elf, and just a bunch of goofy stuff, you know what I'm saying, Three's Company, and Three's a Crowd, Eight's a Crowd, Eight's Enough, whatever. They had this commercial that would come on that was advertising Charmin tissue paper. And it would always have the little baby on the cloud with some wings, angel wings. Well, that's the picture I got as a kid. And that's what Hollywood paints sometimes, that heaven's just this distant place and we're going to float. We're going to just chill out in life. No big deal. We're just going to float around. Could you imagine floating for eternity on a cloud like a baby with wings? Absolutely not. Amen. But a lot of people do have that image. And, they, and you, you think about it, guys. I mean, I even think about this. Even think about worshiping God for eternity. Now, y'all just worshiped and it was amazing. But that was probably 30 minutes. What if I was to tell you guys, when y'all get to heaven, y'all going to worship God for eternity. That's all you're going to do. Hallelujah, glory to God, hallelujah, woo, hallelujah, hallelujah. That's ridiculous. We don't do it here. You're not going to do it all the time up there. It's going to be a world of worship. I can imagine. I'm just telling you my world. Now, you can have your world of sitting, standing in a position for the next, you know, 800 million years, and you're just going to lift your hands and praise God. I got a picture of, hey, we're going to be doing some stuff around here, man. You know what I'm saying? We'll get to heaven, and we just all going to be standing there. Hey, Reed, this is uh, 800,000 years, man. Y'all doing good? Yeah, man, we loving Jesus. Hallelujah. No, I want to, man, do something, build something, create something. I want to move around, go see the stars. Hey, Kurt, let's go to Pluto. Woo, let's get out of here, man. Let's chill out for a little while. Man, y'all want to have fun. Do y'all want to have fun when you get to heaven? I mean, come on. And not saying worship God ain't going to be fun. But I mean, man, is there more to God? Yes. He's not expecting the kids, and he don't want the kids. It's all at his feet all the time. He may need a break every now and then. All right, guys? Come on. I need my space. Get out of here. Go do something. <laughs> no, nah, he ain't going to be that way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The devil wants you to believe that heaven is born and God is born. But heaven is the opposite of boredom. It is the absence of evil and the presence of God. Everything you enjoy comes from God. Your taste buds, your ability to see beauty, the capacity for joy, laugh, love, breathing. And I, and I put in here Belinda. So, you know, I mean, that's, that's my heaven right there. Hallelujah. That's my heaven. Hallelujah. You know, think about the things that you love to do on this earth. Your father in heaven knows that those that and he is preparing a place that you will enjoy for eternity. One thing we know, there will be no sin, no evil, no sickness, no pain, no devil, no taxes. Hallelujah. We won't have no taxes. I mean, if there's any other, I mean, if Uncle Sam makes it to heaven, I'm going to talk to him. <laughs> you the worst uncle I ever had, brother. There ain't nothing good about you, Uncle Sam, okay? <laughs> Things you will find in heaven. 
We will know one another in heaven. You know, that's a lot of things. Will we know each other when we get to heaven? Well, do you know each other down here? I mean, your brain's even going to be working at a higher capacity. Okay? You will know each other when you get to heaven. If you had a miscarriage on this earth, guess what? Your baby's waiting on you. Your baby's waiting with arms lifted up. Hey, mama. Hey, daddy. Friends, family, loved ones. They're going to be there. They're going to be waiting on you, ready to see you, ready to welcome you. It's going to be a day of rejoicing, guys. But one thing that will not be there is regret. There won't be a memory of maybe a loved one that didn't make it. God won't put that on us. He takes that. Because there's going to be loved ones we have that don't make it, guys. I know we like to think all of our loved ones are going to make it, but that's just a fact. It's a reality. Maybe it was your ancestor tree or something. I don't know. We're believing that all of them are here. We're going to live for Jesus, and we're going to see them all come to know Jesus. But, man, when we get to heaven, guys, we're going to know each other. I'm going to know Brandon. We're going to have a good time. I'm going to finally straighten him out. Come to my class, Brandon. Let's talk about this. Now, he'll probably be teaching me when we get to heaven. Hallelujah, boy. Come here. You messed up so much. I'm going to tell you some things. Hallelujah. But, you know, it's kind of like, you know, when we get there, is there anybody in your mind that you may look up to want to meet? Like maybe Moses, David. And say, you know, maybe, you know, David say, man, how, did you really, was that Goliath that big? I mean, wow, what, what went on that day? Maybe some of y'all will bump into Eve and go, what were you thinking? <laughs> really? <laughs> was it that good? <laughs> Come on, dog. I mean, really? Wow. But then some of y'all may find Adam, Adam and go, hey, man, was you listening when God was telling you don't eat the fruit, bro? What's up with y'all, man? You know? Nah, we won't have that going on. Hallelujah. We might have some thoughts of that. But, but we're going to be re- reunited with loved ones and, and, you know, just see good things. We know this. Heaven will be a place of unimaginable beauty. In Revelation 21, 15 through 21, it talks about it. But it talks about new colors, sounds, tastes, sensations, transparent gold, mountains, beaches, canyons, lions, and other wild animals will be your pets. They will lie down with you. They will, you know, they'll lie down. The lion will lie down with the lamb. You're just going to have, I mean, what's it going to be like, actually, you know, because if you go to Africa now and you walk out in the jungle, you may not ever be heard of again. So I'm looking for the day that I can actually walk around in heaven and actually see the giraffe, play with the chimpanzee, pet the lion. You know, I want to hang out with these animals, and we're going to get to do that. Everything's because that was never meant to be anyway, so all that will be made new. Hallelujah. Imagine the most beautiful place on earth. And for me, that's the Grand Cayman Islands. Not the island, the water. The water, I feel like, did drop out of heaven, okay? It's like a pool all the time. Now, the country in itself, they drive on the wrong side of the road. They're crazy, okay? But I'm just saying, the water to me was a picture of what heaven would be like to some degree. And we do see that in, in the world we live in. You'll see glimpses of beauty and, and, and things that go on that, that are amazing that do make you think, wow, man, only God could do that. But for me, it was the Grand Cayman Islands. Hallelujah. But whatever you imagine, know that heaven will be 10,000 times better than the way you think it is. You serve a great God, a good God, that not only will help you down here, but He's preparing a place for you and me, a place that is beyond our wildest dreams. You don't want to miss it. You want to go there. And I'll be honest with you, with me, Heaven is at the front of my desire. I'm running to get to heaven. Why? Not to really see heaven, but to see Jesus, man. I want to be face to face with Him. Hallelujah. In heaven you will see Jesus and God face to face. Man, come on. Do you realize that there's been, what, man's been around for like 6,000 years? No man has ever seen God. Moses wanted to see God. He wanted to see Him. He said, no, Bo, you can't see me. You see me, you're gone. 
So I'll let you see the back side. Going on. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. But that's all he can look at, okay? I'm just telling you, man, in times past, man, there, you know, Moses wanted to see God. He couldn't see him. The Old Testament priest, the Old Testament priest, what would they do? They would go into the Holy of Holies. They would tag or put a rope around them with a little bell. So they're going into the Holy of Holies because God was behind the bell. And they, he was taking the sacrifice in there. And I'm sure he was probably trembling, <laughs> you know, because if they had any sin in their life, they would drop dead. That's why they had the rope. They would pull them out. Next. That was probably not a big-time job people were taking applications for. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you want to be a priest? Absolutely not. Don't want to be a priest, okay? <laughs> Got the graveyard of the priest over here. It ain't looking too good. You know what I'm saying? But they, they were in there, and they still couldn't see the presence of God. But we, in just a few more days, will be standing before Jesus, the Messiah, and looking Him in the face. That's why it's so important that we live for Him right now. That we live for Jesus right now. Because I'm telling you, when you do, you're living for something greater. You don't want to die doing something crazy. You just told a lie and you dropped dead. Hey, Jesus, how you doing? Bad day. Sorry about that. Didn't mean to say that. You will have a new and perfect body. Everybody pleased with it? What's going on right now? Y'all pleased with it? Maybe you don't have enough hair. You're going to get some hair. Maybe you got a few extra pounds. I think he'll help us. Hallelujah. You know, we're going to get that six-pack, men. Glory to God. Not the keg. We're going to get rid of that keg. Hallelujah. <laughs> Heaven is the absence of everything bad, painful, and evil. It is the presence of everything good, holy, and glorious. We will get to rule and reign with Christ. Number two, the, uh, the, the, this world is not your home. And number three, most people are going to heaven anyway. Do you know most people say that if you ask them? Hey, if you died right now, would you go to heaven? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why would you go to heaven? Well, I'm a good person. You know, I don't, do, I don't do as bad as, you know, the murderers in prison. No, I'm a good person. Let me, let me let you in on something. Good people don't go to hell. Forgiven people go to heaven. I mean, good people don't go to heaven. Forgiven people go to heaven. People that have put their faith and trust in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, those are the ones that get to go to heaven. And heaven is going to be an awesome place, guys. You know, Jesus said, you know, wide is the way to destruction and narrow is the way that leads to life. Do you know that Jesus meant what he said and said what he meant? He really did, guys. This is a narrow way. And if you're going to serve Jesus, you're going to have to buckle your, your, your belt and you're going to have to pull your pants up and you're going to have to get a little bit of stamp, stamina about yourself and know that, hey, look, man, to get through this life, you're going to have to be a little bit crazy for Jesus. Hallelujah. The devil's a liar. Hallelujah. Everybody, y'all can go ahead and stand. Hallelujah. I got a lot more I could say about it, but the clock is, somebody messed with the clock, J-Rod. Hallelujah. It's 12 o'clock. I want to just kind of, I want to read a few things over you, and, and I want to pray over you guys. But you know, when we think about being good and being good enough to go to heaven, guys, the reality is that we're not good in our own self. That we've got to have a Savior. We've got to have Him to get to heaven. Jesus came to this earth and paid a big price for me and you. And just like Jesus came to this earth and he was persecuted, he was tried wrongly, he was mistreated. That was just simply a picture of what we'll experience as we walk through this life as well at times. There's going to be times that we, when we stand up for Jesus, that we're going to be persecuted. You're going to be made fun of. You're going to be labeled a hater, a homophobe, 
uh, bigot, uh, whatever. You'll have all kinds of names that are, that are named on you. All we're wanting to do is stand with Christ. I didn't write the Bible. He, don't, he didn't give me a chapter. That would have been cool to have the chapter of Nathan. And maybe one day I will. But I did not write the Bible. But it is my responsibility to live it. And it's my responsibility to share it. Romans 3 says this right here. It says, for everyone has sinned. Did you know that? That's why we never judge somebody that has sinned. Never. I don't care how blatant it is. I don't care. Everybody in this room, you have sinned. Everybody. Everybody. There's nowhere in the Bible that gives you the authority to judge anybody else's sin. Never. Never. Jesus is the, is the judge. We are called to love those that persecute us, love those that hate us, pray for those that despitefully use us. We're given some straight words from Jesus about that. We don't judge people and what they do. Again, we're trying to invite them into heaven on earth. You're a work in progress and so are they. So sometimes it takes time. Show mercy in the house of God. If everybody in here ain't where you're at, well, okay. Well, guess what? You ain't where Jesus is. So, hey, we're not comparing ourselves among ourselves. That's, that's stupid. So whenever you think you really are living holy, open this book start reading it and see how holy you are. He says, for everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God, in His grace, freely makes us right in His sight. He did this through who? Christ Jesus. When He freed us from the penalty for our sins. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed His life, shedding His blood. That's when we experience life. That's when the door is open for us to be able to enter heaven. That's when all sin is dealt with. I will say this, we're not sinners, okay? We've been, if you've got Jesus in your heart, all that's been done away with. You're now a new believer in Christ Jesus. Old things passed away, behold, all things have become new. But we still sin, and we mess up. And thank God we have a great high priest in Jesus that he's there and ready to help us. There was two things I wanted to accomplish in this series was to relieve the fear about dying. You're going to die. Don't be scared. Your body will hit the ground one day. Don't be scared. We're all just going to a better place. But also is to increase urgency to live for eternity right now. So if that's you right now, and you're not sure if you're living for eternity right now. Maybe you don't know Jesus. Maybe you walked away from Jesus. I want to invite you today to make that relationship new. Or if you've never made the relationship, today's the day for salvation, guys. You don't want to leave here and not know Jesus. And you don't want to leave here if your walk is, you've been living a hypocritical lifestyle. You want to be real with Jesus. So everybody bow your head and close your eyes. Father, I come before you in the name of Jesus. And I ask you to touch their heart right now.